We're starting. We're rolling, as I would say in my old job. (laughs) Hi, I'm Alex. I'm the daughter. Hi, I'm Tracy. I'm the mom. And we're the co-host of the Don't Call Me Mom podcast. Here we talk about life, love, careers, friendships, and everything in between. We definitely don't have all the answers or do everything right, but we're trying to figure it out together. We sure are. So today we are talking about careers, jobs, finding your purpose, and I don't know, all of that stuff. All of that stuff. Ugh, it's not fun. It's not fun. It takes time. I feel like people are still figuring it out at my age. So at your age, just graduating college, it's gonna, we've had some ups and downs. Can we say that I just graduated college? I'm like, it's been four years. Mm. I know, it has been four years, but I feel like you still just graduated to me. Yeah. Okay, fine. I mean, sometimes I feel like I still just graduated, but I, maybe it's because I don't have right. anything figured out. How about this? Everyone, i like to introduce you to Alex. Um, she is 48 months. Oh, no, that's actually only two years. <laughs> what are you going for? That's four years, right? 12 times four. Just take it out in editing, Alex. It's fine. <laughs> I was kind of trying to be funny. You know, like when kids say their their child is like 19 months, I'm going to say my child is 48 months past college. <laughs> Forget it. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, um, how long do you think, it, or how old were you when you decided to start working in finance? You know what's funny is that I always I always ask Marco to this day and I ask the kids, like, what do you want to do when you get older? And the reason I ask them is because when I was little, somebody used to ask me that and I didn't know. Obviously, I was like six or seven years old and I said, and I always said, I want to be a secretary. I want to be a secretary because I want to deal with numbers and a calculator and pens and pencils and like paper. And here I am, 46 years old, and I feel like it's still kind of like the realm of what I thought I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I always liked finance, always, even from my first days at, God, what would it be? Earthlink. I was like 18, 19 years old, and I was doing finance. I mean, it started off as customer service, but I ended up in finance. I I think you just kind of like, you just go with what you like, and then something you can do every day and not get bored of it. Yeah. Well, how many jobs did you have before you found the job in finance? Your first job in finance, I guess. Does Earthling count as my first job in finance if I didn't start off in finance? Yeah, I think so, because you got there. You can count the customer service job as one. Okay. Um, well, then I had <laughs> I had a technical... Di- oh, we won't say names. I had, I had another one in high school, but it was typing. So it was typing. So it wasn't necessarily finance. Wait, but what about that thing you sent me the other day of you quitting all your jobs? <laughs> I th- okay, you want me to go back as far as McDonald's? I don't really consider cashier or finance. No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really like- sure ringing up hamburgers and chicken nuggets is not considered finance. Listen, jerk. <laughs> I was trying to ask, like, how many different things did you try until you got a job in finance? And then you were kind of like, oh, this is it. Because I guess I'm, okay. I'm trying to figure it out. Because for me, right, I've already tried a few things. I'm right. like, that didn't work. That didn't work. And I'm like, how many tries do I get before I need to figure it out? I hear you. I think you have to figure out. I guess I just worked at that one company where I would type the manuals for mm-hmm. the aircraft people. So that wasn't finance. And then I got a job at, um, oh, my first production job. wasn't. Really, it was finance. I guess it was accounting. They still to this day probably think I'm the worst they've ever hired. It was my first. So I had left Earthlink 
and a girlfriend of mine says, well, do you want to be in production? And I said, okay. And she goes, um, it's really easy. It's just like corporate accounting <laughs> for all those people trying to break out into entertainment. Production accounting is nothing like corporate accounting <laughs> at all. And I said, okay. So she goes, yeah, just start off and it's going to be on like by force on drive and you can get there and you do the show. I showed, strolled in. You were about two years old. I strolled in at nine o'clock and I, and it was an accounting job. It was for an $82 million feature, which is huge. That's huge. $82 million, First job ever in production. So I get there and I'm, I do my thing. I do my work. They're showing me the database. Okay. Six o'clock. I get my little purse and I'm getting my stuff ready. Mm-hmm. And the main production accountant's like, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm going home. And she's like, no, you're not. It's 12-hour days here. I was like, oh, what? She's like, 12-hour days. And I said, oh, oh, so you're, you're talking like 9.30? She's like, yeah, minimum. And I was like, oh, God. So I worked there, but at that time, my car was breaking down. I had, like, the worst Jeep. It was always breaking down. You would be sick, and I would just call and be like, sorry, can't make it to work today. Sorry, my car broke down. I can't make it today. Sorry, I have to do this. I have a dentist appointment. And never once did I realize in production, you don't get to just call in when you're in the middle of a show. But I had no idea. I'd never done a show before. Um, So yes, that was one of the worst jobs ever. To this day, I'm pretty sure she thinks I'm the worst ever. Do you think that was the worst job you've had? I guess no. You didn't last at McDonald's for very long. The woman threw a hamburger at me. I think I had valid (laughs) reasons to leave. Someone threw a hamburger at you? You don't know this story? No, no for reals? No, but we'd yeah. like to hear it. So I get a job at McDonald's. I was like 16. I didn't, I never made it to drive through. Apparently that takes a whole <laughs> other set of skills that I was not qualified for. So I was qualified for the cashier behind the counter. And I think I was there for two weeks. I think it was about the second week I was there. And a woman came up to me sitting down saying that her hamburger was cold. She unwrapped it and then threw it across the thing, hitting me in the chest. <laughs> I said, I'm done. I'm going to need to quit right now. Thank you very much for your time. I'm out of here. And I left. I left. Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. I left. Well, we have, yeah. we, have, we have a good story for you. I mean, what was your worst job? What did you say would it be the worst? Oh, I mean, my last job was definitely my worst job, but we'll get to there in a second because I do think to this day, being an umpire when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> oh my God, you hate it was really bad like that might have been one of my worst jobs and it was really my first like job where someone else was paying me you know i took out the trash cans for the neighbors i got paid that way but my first job where i signed up i had like to report (laughs) to somewhere at some time yeah and i remember i don't know if you remember we had to call like the manager of the program Mm -hmm. every week to get our games for the week and my friend and I that were doing it were already young for doing it. Everybody was older. You were very young. Yeah, and they let us do it. And we were like, I think we were like 11 or 12. Um, Did you even know all the rules? Absolutely not. I still don't know all the rules. <laughs> um, I didn't know the rules. I made bad calls. Parents screamed at me like it was Major League Baseball. Like, what world? I couldn't even think of what it was called. The World Series. I'm like, you know, the big thing at the end. <laughs> The World Series, well, to like... To be fair, it should not be called the World Series. It is not a World Series. That's fair. Um, parents were pissed at me. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how any adult can justify being that mad at an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my God, if they thought that I was wrong. 
people were screaming at me. I didn't know the game. It was cold. I was bored. It were long games. I had to stand up. I just stopped calling. Like, I just remember that my friend was like, oh, what game did you get this week? And I was like, no, they didn't have any by the time I called. <laughs> and fully just stopped calling. So the last job was a close second. The last job was a close. No, okay, the last job takes the cake. But that umpire job is a close second, I will say. Um, do you remember when I fired you? I do. What was I doing? Mm, I'll tell you. And the, and the, and the, our listeners will be pretty, um, that's what I'm looking for. They would be... Interested? Yeah, what this story maybe. I don't know if it's interesting. So you were about 11 or 12. Maybe it's around umpire time before you got the umpire job. And I had I was working all the time, so I would bring my work home. So our entire dining room had, was like converted to my office, and I had table, I had like a desk in there and filing. And I back in the day, you would file everything, people's paychecks, everything. So I offered you, and you were twelve, so this was a good twelve years ago, 15, thirteen years ago, ten dollars an hour to file, and your job was just to file. You had the labels, you had everything. All you had to do was file. And I remember one day I came in and I was like, oh my God, she's not filing. And you did a time card and everything because I would pay you off of it. Mm -hmm. And there were days that would go by and you were not filing. And I didn't say anything. I was just going to wait and see how long it took you to file what I had asked you. And the folder just kept getting, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And one day I came in, I said, Alex, you're fired. And you're like, what? You can't fire me? I'm like, no, I am. I'm actually going to fire you. You didn't do your job. And then you're like, I was going to get to it. I said, no, I still, but when you're working, you don't have a choice to just get to it. You have to do it. And do you know what you said to me? Do you remember what you said to me? Yeah, I asked for severance. You asked for severance. You asked for severance. You should have. First of all, you were 12. (laughs) You shouldn't, and maybe even younger. You shouldn't even know what the word severance means Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah, and you asked for severance. Well, do you want to know what's really funny? Is that when I left my first job after college, guess what? There was a stack of papers that they wanted me to scan that I had never touched <laughs> left in a nice little pile on that desk because I still wasn't going to do that. <laughs> You're just not a paper person. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I was annoyed because I was hired to do finance and I sat at my desk doing nothing all day. And oh, when I asked for work, okay. they said, oh, sure, you can scan my papers for me. Yeah, yeah. No. No, no. (laughs) So I left. (laughs) And I hope she scanned her papers, but I did not do that. Um, Yeah. Anyways. But I think that you've had a good career so far after leaving college. You've had a lot of top quality companies that you've worked with so far, and you're still figuring it out. I wonder if you're going to end up in finance. I still wonder if you're going to end up in finance. God, I hope not. Don't put that out there for me. Um, um, no, I don't put that out there for you. I want you to, what's one thing, I think it's your mental health, right? What's one thing that you could do every day that you love doing and you don't get sick of it? You get excited to wake up in the morning and do. I don't know. I'm working on it. Um, I'm really trying to figure it out. I'm asking for a lot of guidance from the universe right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I tried the jobs. All of that also when I was 12, wasn't it so I could like save money to go to camp yes which was the worst experience of my Wait, life was that the outdoor science camp or no that out- was fifth grade but it was the outdoor camp that i hated more than anything right. in my life so i hated being an umpire i hated filing and i did all of that to save money to go to a camp that 
what I would have paid to get out of at that point. <laughs> um, so I really like to try a lot of things, I think, before I find a winner. Um, yeah. No, I think I've had, like, success after mm-hmm. college, but not success for me. Like, you look at my resume, and I've had top-tier companies. I've held, like, good roles. I've gotten promoted. I've, like, you know, people look at my resume, and they're like, wow, that's great. We want to hire her. But... The executive I, producer of my company sent me your resume. Yeah. Um, Not but I don't think it that you. it matters to me as much if, like, I don't like what I'm doing every day. No, for sure. You have to love it. Like, I, I honestly genuinely love what I do. I do. I love it. I mean, like, I would probably work till 11 o'clock at night still to this day if I didn't have the kids and, and I have to force myself to turn it off. You know, let grandma go home, get the kids ready for school. Like if I if I was single, I think I'd still be working every single night late at night. Not because I'm stressed out and I want to get done, but honestly, I just love it. I love getting through it. I love working on different shows. I love the different aspect. It's different every show. And even at this age, I feel like I'm still learning. And I think that's important to be in a job where you're still learning your issues of your jobs. Even though you've had these amazing companies that you work for, you never felt like you were learning. Yeah. For some reason, I always, I guess someone nicely put it like they're not using your full capacity. But I think maybe by nature of big companies, there's a lot of like dead time. And I end up getting a lot of dead time. (laughs) I don't know that that's true, though. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> well, okay, I, I feel like, okay, in your role, you've had a lot of downtime. And I know you. You always have to be doing something. You do yeah. not like to sit around and do anything. I mean, it's I th- really hard to sit at a desk and do nothing all day. I know. But I feel like in the nature of production, though, that's, if, I'm not saying you go into production, but I feel like production's either super busy and you're slammed and you're stressed out, or there's days that you're doing nothing and you're taking your two-hour breaks during working from home laying out not saying that i know anybody that does that (laughs) i'm just saying that it's either you're super bored or you're super busy yeah yeah i mean well and i guess that was my problem with production is that i don't know how anybody does that on the ground and lives like like that's just not a well life i'm like you're not cared for as like a human being your basic needs are not met (laughs) that's it just the basic ones just sleep they're like i'm like yeah i just want like eight hours of sleep and maybe to eat three meals a day and they're like okay so wake up at 4 a.m and we'll feed you around 2 p.m for your first meal and then you can stay to at work until 11 p.m and do it all again the next day and i'm like hmm I see what you're offering. I'm going to say no, but thank you. I thought it over. I tried it. Too much is not being met there. Um, but people it do it rough. for years. And you know, I've heard about it. Honestly, I was just talking to Drew um, yesterday at Marco's game. And I said, I was just talking to Drew. And I said, you know, I hear about the quality of life. I hear, I read these things on Instagram for people that are in the, the business and I was like, oh, okay, okay, fine, wah, wah, you want this job, you're in this mm-hmm. business. It wasn't until he goes, until you had family that was doing it that was directly close to you, and I said, yes, yes, watching Alex go through all that all day long. I mean, you're, we're not entitled to give you a meal break technically until six hours after you start. So oh, I get meal penalties every day. They don't yeah. give PAs meal breaks mm. on time. 
So it's like until you were in that, until you were getting off at 3 a.m. and then having to drive on the freeway and get home, we're living an hour in Brentwood away, like until you went through that, then I realized, God, that's really unsafe and unhealthy. Yeah. And I think I heard it too. And I had the mentality of like, well, I love it so much. Like, yeah, like you said, I'm young. I don't have kids. Like, this is my time. I can work so long, so hard. And no. <laughs> Yes, but that is true. But in all fairness, you're not a typical 25-year-old. You're not somebody that is just like, when I was your age, I was working in the office till 11 o'clock at at, at night. I felt like I had to prove something. I wanted to earn my way up. I wanted to do that. You are aware of self-awareness, mental awareness, body, like you're aware of all these things that most 25-year-olds are not, I would say. I'm like, they should be. I don't want to say that I'm not a good worker. Because I think I could work really hard for something. I think the other part that was missing, though, is that I have to believe in what I'm doing or that there's an end goal or something that is pushing me through. And that was the hard part about being on set is that, like, I looked around and I couldn't look at the director or even the actors or anybody and be like, it's okay because I'm going to work so hard and one day I'm going to be them. I was like, I don't want to be them. I don't want to be you. I don't want to be you. I don't want to be any of you. Yeah. Um, so then it was kind of like, what am I killing myself for? Four. That really hit home for me because one day you called me after work and you're like, Mom, I was on set and I looked at every single person on that set and there wasn't one single person's job that I was envious of. There wasn't one job that I said, I want that to be me. And that's huge. To recognize that, that's huge because then why would you kill yourself for that? Yeah, at that point I just... For me, that feels like, okay, you're you're in the wrong room, surrounded by the wrong mm-hmm. people if you're not striving to be like one of mm-hmm. them or someone. Um, and I do think I am aware of that and as scary as it is, you know, people tell me like, God, that's cool that you left and you're going to go search for more. And it is, but it's not like I have this master plan. <laughs> like I have no idea what I'm doing. I just know that like that wasn't right. Yeah. So staying there was only going to ensure that I was doing something that wasn't right. Right. That was it. But, but everywhere you go, you're successful. There hasn't been a single job that you have had or they have not, A, begged you to stay or B, tried to promote you and have you do another job. Like, everyone loves you, but they love you, I think, because also your work ethic. But it's a difference, and I keep saying, referring back to age, but it does matter because I'm in the business and I do see a lot of 20-year-olds and they don't have the same work ethic as you. But you are, you have had a strong work ethic since you were little. You've always believed in like getting things done, earning it, whether it was taking out the neighbor's trash so that you could earn money for camp and billing them and invoicing them. And you've always had a really strong work ethic and that's missing a lot. And I feel like people are so entitled. A lot of, what's your generation called? I don't even know. Are you millennial? You are a millennial? Yeah. What am I? I don't know. Well, I'm not that old. <laughs> well, it's not my I don't know <laughs> job to know what generation you are. I was just curious. Okay, it doesn't matter. I don't know. But I'm just saying you're different, I feel like. And this is not me being biased at all. Like, I do feel that you are different. I have a different work work ethic. Yeah, like I said, I think I just have to know that there's... I don't like working so hard and... Like, there has to be a reason. There has to be something bigger in it for me. I can't just kind of blindly be like, yeah, okay, whatever, and do this work and a job's a job. Because I think right now in the stage that I am in, like... My job isn't decided yet, so I want to do something meaningful or something that I care about, and Mm -hmm. I have to have that driving force. Otherwise, do you know what Sunday scaries are? Is that when you think about the next day and you have to go to work? Yeah. Like today? Yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, no, I have them. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Um, <laughs> I've had those at like every job. It's not when I start, but eventually when I get to a place. And I think that's when I always realize too, like, why am I feeling like this every week? And am I listening to what my body's trying to tell me? Is this right for me? Is it not? Um, you look at it as an, like the negative, that if you have that, that doesn't mean that you're in the wrong, you mean you're in the wrong career? I don't know if it has to be the wrong career, you know? Maybe the answer is just that you didn't get enough done on Friday. And yeah. So that you're stressed about Monday because there's a lot of work, but that doesn't mean you're in the wrong career. You just maybe prioritize a little better this week. I don't know. For me, it's always been... Uh, noted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you have. But, like, yeah, I would say overall, Sunday scaries are not a good positive thing. <laughs> okay, I guess... Well, here's the thing I think that we also... And then we're kind of going a little bit off track with, with Sundays is I was talking to somebody and I said, how was your weekend? And it was this morning. And she said, the weekend's not over. And I yeah. was like, ah. I think it's also like, I feel like I only have one day. I just have Saturday. Because the minute Sunday rolls around, I'm already depressed that it's almost Monday and I don't take advantage of the full day of it being Sunday. Yeah, I feel like that too. Although I've realized lately that I only like having like one plan on the weekends. <laughs> Oh, no, me too. <laughs> because, and that can be Saturday, but Sundays, I enjoy my Sundays being like going to the farmer's market, getting a good workout in, getting my grocery shopping done, yeah. and setting myself up. And like all that takes a couple hours, and then like just chilling at home. Yeah. And that feels makes me feel rested. I think before I tried to fit in so much on the weekends, and then Monday came, and I was like, wait, no, I'm exhausted. I didn't get mm -hmm. a break. And what's the point, then, if you're not Tony, ever feeling you rested? You, I remember telling you not to book me, and you would get so upset. Yeah, well, when you're, like, seven, and you're like, Mom, <laughs> can we go to the park this weekend? And the mom's answer is, don't book me. <laughs> oh, I wonder why I got upset about that. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> so it's an age thing. <laughs> and, like, a children mom thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not like, a... got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't call me mom. I think you're <laughs> kind of like automatically booked by being a mom and having kids. <laughs> I think you're just but yeah, but solid. It's I not feel... like as a seven year old, okay. you're like, hey, what's up, Alex? What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> what's your plans, kid? You got any plans? Because <laughs> I'm going out. <laughs> I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> Okay, but to be fair, when I was a child, I don't remember having a laundry list of things to do and my parents being and me being like, here's what I like to do. It was kind of like, shut up, roll with us, you do what we say. Yeah, I mean, fair, but I mean, that's fair. That's definitely fair. So Sunday like... scaries are when my kids book me. <laughs> Some mom okay, scaries. <laughs> um, so what's next? And I mean, for like everyone else that's out there, I feel like I have a lot of friends that are kids that are graduating college right now. And it's scary even now during our times of everything that's happening and like work yeah. and everything else. And then I have kids that have graduated and they're just kind of not making the most of it right now because they're just not sure what they want to do. I mean, I don't have like an answer, right? Because here I am that I just pursued what I thought was going to be my dream and I hated it. Um, <laughs> Do you remember when I finished the first day off the first show and I called you and we just started laughing because you were like, how's your day? And I was like, oh yeah, I hated that. <laughs> and I had just left like the best company I ever worked for <laughs> to go do this job. And like, it was kind of funny. Like I was, I don't remember panicking that much, honestly. On that drive home, like I was like, oh God, like this kind of sucks. But 
it was just funny because I think you can hold an idea for so long. Mm-hmm. And I held it for so long in my head and I was so scared. I was like, I have to have the timing be perfect before I try it. Everything has to be in place. Yeah. And finally, I kind of was like, no, I'm just doing it now. And things weren't perfect and I did it and I didn't even like it. And I spent years building it up in my head to just try it. But that's all that matters. I think that is important for you to do things. Do you remember when I was working in production and the company I was working for was shutting down? I was so sick of production and the attitudes and the people that worked there. And I just told myself, and I was probably your age, maybe late 20s. And I said, I'm going to go do something meaningful in my life. I'm going to do something that's going to make people happy and change their lives. And what did I think about? Real estate right? People mm-hmm. are going to be buying houses. They're going to, I said, oh, I can't wait. I still worked and I just studied at night for that real estate license. I spent every weekend doing open houses and getting my little signs, putting them up on the curbs, running, getting, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, I sucked at it. <laughs> I was so bad. To this day, I'm still friends with the only people that I ever <laughs> sold one house to. And the one listing that I had, I had one listing and one buyer. And it just so happened that that buyer bought that listing. Yeah. Um, and I hated it so bad. I think I showed so many houses to that those clients, but then I also had another client. I was terrible at it, Alex. And I really thought this was going to be a game changer for me. And I was going to be in real estate. And I was just going to have this life where I had hours and I can make it to myself. I walk in the house with them. They're like, this is small. I'm like, oh, this place sucks. Let's get out of here. <laughs> like I was the worst at it. Yeah. And it was something that crashed my dream. I mean, I did go back to production afterwards, but that's because I made $11,000 in six months and that's not going to solve anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, no, I'm not mad that I tried it. I just think that in my head, it was so funny that I built it up to be yeah. such a big thing. And I, but then I didn't try it. And I think now it's kind of a very freeing stage for me to do that and mm-hmm. just try it and be like, oh, it didn't work. Because at this point, I don't see it as a failure. Like, I tried something that I wanted to do for yeah, so long. For That's, sure. Like, people don't always do that. So for that sure. alone is cool. And it just wasn't the right thing. Like, move on to the next. But it's so freeing to do that and mm-hmm. honestly have it not work out because now whatever happens is not scary. Right. I was so scared of leaving a company and a career in finance where everything seemed so stable and secure to go do something and have it not work and it it happened and i'm like oh it's fine (laughs) and i think i needed to do that to be able to try anything else for sure um it's kind of like you know that thing like when we make plans god laughs or whatever um universe god whatever you want to call it but i just think it's i don't know i think it's very funny (laughs) that i tried it for so long and I don't regret the time that I spent doing Mm-mm. it either. I, I saw something else and it said, what if you lived your life as if every decision you ever made was the right one? And I liked it because I was kind of like, yeah, you can't change any of them. So what if you just said that for whatever reason it needed to happen that way? Oh, I do believe in that. I yeah. do believe that everything is in our in our path for a reason. And I believe this job was in your path for a reason. Maybe even for reasons that we don't even know about right now. Maybe they'll come to light. Somebody that you met on set a, a month or two ago. Something is going to happen that put you on this path. And that you had to do it. And at least you did it. Do you yeah. know how many people would have stayed in the job that they didn't necessarily hate? You didn't hate where you were yeah. last at. You could have just stayed. I mean, it wasn't like your dream come true. But you could have just stayed there. It was safety. You were mm-hmm. making good money. It could have been fine for you. But you didn't want that. You risked it all to go try something else. And that's brave. People don't do that. Yeah. And 
And it, like, I'm glad I tried it because if I didn't, if for whatever reason, you know, everyone told me, every single person said, you're going to hate that. And me being me, I said, no, man, uh-huh. stop talking to me. I'll do my own thing. Um, and that's why I laughed is because I got in the car after my first day and I was like, damn it. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> and I was like, yep, they were right. Um, but yeah, I just think that like I had to try it. If I yeah. listened to everybody and then was like, okay, I'm going to go do something else. In the back of my mind, I always would have been like, well, maybe my dream career was in production and I just never tried it. That's right. So at least I like, I don't have that worry. That's right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's freeing. I'm like, people are like, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, I don't know. And I've never had that be my answer. And it feels really good. (laughs) It does feel really good. Okay, good. It does. Because I'm kind of like, let's surprise me now too. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) It's all going to work out. No matter what you decide. Um, it's like my favorite line. Um, I think about you all the time when I hear this line and I watch this movie, because you know, I love watching movies over and over again. And it's from, oh man, what's the name of that? Armageddon. Mm. Armageddon. And it says, and the line in Armageddon, which reminds me of you, but it says, Harry, he won't fail. He doesn't know how to. Oh, you used to tell me that. And I always say that to you. You won't fail. You don't know how to. And it really is true. You really don't know how to fail. But I think, you know, it's funny that you say that because you used to always say that to me growing Mm -hmm. up and it made me feel good. And then someone somewhere along the line was like, you can't be afraid of failure. And so I was like, oh God, I've been like being pumped up to say that like I never fail and maybe I need to fail. But this job and failing at it, if you will, taught me that it's not about me like trying things and them not working out. It's that I don't see them as failures. I was just going to say the same thing. Maybe when you say you don't fail, you don't know how to, but I don't really believe in failures either. Everything you we do, we either learn from it, grow from it. Mm-hmm. If you do, if you, if something happens and we learn nothing from it, then we have bigger issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I, it just took me till this job to learn that I was like, oh, it's not about not failing. It's just that we don't see anything as so finite and right. like, this is the end. Because as long as you keep going, you haven't failed, right? That's right. You're just trying it a different way. Yeah. Um, setbacks yeah setbacks i, I like, like setbacks, setbacks. Ooh, weird <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, stop copying me um yeah so well i'm excited to see what happens for you next i really am and i'm not worried about it at all i don't know what it is i'm just not some parents worry about their kids and like oh no what are they gonna do but i just know that anything you do it's going to you're going to end up on top and I'm Thank glad you. that you recognize your mental health, especially leaving this job where I did not want you to leave at first. I yeah. was like determined that you were not going to leave. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I was really mad. I know I did not want you to quit. I wanted you to see it through. But then honestly, something changed in me when I saw how sad you were and like how you literally, it just wasn't you and your mental health was not there and nothing is worth that. Yeah, I think it was really hard for me to leave because, mm. you know, we try really hard to keep our commitments. And totally. Like you said, we're great workers. So if mm. I'm hired to do a job, like I want to do it. And what ultimately got me there, I think I shared this with you, was that I kept struggling over wanting to leave, knowing how sad I was and how bad of a place I was in. But in my mind, I kept saying, but I made a commitment to these people and I have to keep my commitment to them. And I thought about it. 
and I kept thinking and what ultimately came was that at what cost is keeping my commitment to them and it was breaking my own commitment to myself to make sure that I'm okay wow and I'm like well then then I can't do that yeah um the like the cost of it came became too high I like that though Uh, I like that you were able to recognize that yeah um it was scary especially because I'm lucky because you and my dad really have always been so like I don't really know why but you guys are always kind of like you'll be fine like even my dad who we think is the more like practical I don't know when I call him with these ideas sometimes he's like yeah do it leave and I'm like what (laughs) he's like ah you're like a cat you always land on your feet (laughs) it is true though um and it means a lot so it did scare me at first when i wanted to leave and i was like oh no for the first time my mom is not on board um i was not on board that was hard but you got there and i think did and i'm sorry that's okay cut that Um, part out though okay (laughs) (laughs) i think it's okay because you got there and i think it showed me that like ultimately as much as I don't ever want to disappoint anybody, I had to make the decision for myself. No, for sure. And I and I do love that about you. I've watched you grow. I've seen you be concerned with everybody else and what everybody else thinks. And then I've seen you grow and blossom and be concerned with yourself and your boundaries and your life and what you're, what you're willing to put up with and what you aren't. And I love it. I love it. You teach me. You literally <laughs> teach me. So I love that. Thank you. And I can't wait for the next podcast soon down the road where we're going to talk about what you're into next. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm very excited and eagerly awaiting alongside everybody. It's um, going to be good. Yeah. Well, thank you for chatting with me about this and for always helping me as I figure out these decisions real time. Yeah. And I feel like thank you for teaching me because even at my age where I didn't want you to end something, you taught me about mental health and what's more important down the road. So, welcome. Thank you. And we'll see you next week for our next episode. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating or a comment. We'll be releasing new episodes weekly. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Alex and Tracy. That's A-L-E-X and T-R-A-C-Y. See you next time.